Hello, my name is Am Hernandez. I'm the director of marketing here at The Wisest Woman. I attend the University of Georgia and I am double majoring in public relations and political science. And I am Liliana Hildebrand. I'm our content creator intern here at The Wisest Women. I go to Texas A&M University where I am a sophomore industrial engineering major. And this is The Wisest Girls After Party. Today we are going into our self-advocacy episode and I'm so happy to have one of my junior advisors here, Kristen Stubanese. Kristen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, as you said, I'm Kristen Stubanese. I am a junior attending Texas A&M University, and I'm currently studying multidisciplinary engineering uh, on their mechatronics track and minoring in CS on the side. Um, and as you mentioned, I'm also a junior advisor for the University Honors Program, which is one of the honors housing communities at Texas A&M. So our recent podcast episode went into self-advocacy featuring Miss Stephanie Slocum, who I thought was really cool on the podcast. And one of the, my favorite things about it was how she said, it's not just you who struggles with self-advocacy. What did you guys think about that? I also very much agreed. Um, very insightful. She gave so much awesome advice. Um, she honestly made me realize that not everybody, you know, feels you know, insecure when they're trying to self-advocate themselves or, you know, scared of going inside a room, especially like a male-dominated atmosphere and like, just like, you know, try to speak up. She definitely made me feel like, definitely I, I always need to speak up and just feel less secure. Um, I feel the same way. Um, one of the things I specifically noted was when she talked about confidence and then self-advocacy and how those two things go together or sometimes are harder and I found a personal connection to that because I believe myself to be a very confident individual. I've had to, I guess, do some self-advocacy for myself, but I find thinking of specifically advocating for myself much harder than being confident in conversations um, with people of either gender. And I hadn't really thought of them as like, connected even though I kind of knew in my head to self-advocate I might need to be confident yeah that makes a lot of sense because it, it, lots of times self-advocacy does seem like bragging because it's, it's literally just saying hey I did this really cool thing and unprompted that is the definition of bragging I <clears throat> I agree with that because um <clears throat> well you kind of put it into a different perspective because it does seem like bragging and you have to find kind of like the right balance of like, okay, you're trying to say your proudest accomplishments, but like, how can you say that without, you know, being very show-offy? Um, so definitely she kind of put an insight like of how the different forms you can like not be put in as that way. Yeah, it seems like the only time where it's best to self-advocate is in an interview because you're, you're supposed to sell yourself to the company. Right. Uh, she mentioned like kind of in the interview, but also like in taking credit for your work. And I remember she was telling about what happens when someone else takes credit for your work. And it was like, I hadn't really thought about that sort of thing in the workplace because I'm still kind of in academia. I'm still learning as a student. It was nice to get kind of insight on, oh, I hadn't realized that would be a problem that I might have to deal with as an individual in the workforce, especially maybe in the STEM field where it is a bit more dominated by um, male population. Like you kind of mentioned, it's easy, they, it's much easier to advocate for others than it is sometimes for yourself. Uh, whenever we want people to feel appreciated when they do the work, when they do, 
what they are supposed to and when they put the time and the effort in and it's not like it goes unnoticed and it's easy to be like y'all are doing amazing this is great it makes our jobs easier it makes everything run smoother and it is something that like we really appreciate and it's not like it's even something i have to fully think about it's just like man they're doing great they need to kind of know about this and almost like second nature versus hmm, have we told them they're doing a good enough job lately uh maybe we need to ring a bell or make a whiteboard or something like that it's mostly a natural thing that's like you guys are doing great. This feels wonderful. And it's easy to advocate for others, especially when they're doing something that you really appreciate. I think that's how we can do the best advocation for ourselves and our team environment. That's uh, what Stephanie was talking about. And it does make a lot of sense because if you have a team that you're over, they're, they're doing a good job, not only because they're awesome, but because you're giving them the proper guidance. Actually, a Someone I talked to yesterday, Robbie Padder, who uh, is good friends with Dr. Chandra, one of our founders, he said that one of the best ways to lead is to make good documents, to be very clear, and that way you can, when they, it does, it can the project can go well. Um, <clears throat> there's something that she said that really stuck out to me, um, kind of like alongside of what both of you are saying. Um, how like it's so easy to advocate for others but not for yourself and I, I think that that's so true because um like right now I could be like oh my god like good job like on everything you're doing um but I can't really say the same thing about myself like I don't it's just like really weird but I think that's definitely where you know learning how to self-advocate properly comes in um and also when she mentioned kind of like the email chain um like yes like not only is that you know enhancing people's work you know saying good job and like um self-advocating for others but it's also kind of like keeping your supervisors in know of like what exactly are you doing exactly that that does make sense um i think actually being maybe in a leadership role makes it easier to self-advocate for yourself um just over my time as i've i worked as a sophomore advisor for the housing community before being promoted to a junior advisor and I can say in my time over the year that as I've taken on more leadership responsibilities, I have found it slightly easier to self-advocate, mostly because I got really used to, like I was saying, advocating for others. And I think there is some use in, do in, use in doing that. When you advocate for others, it's almost like a testing ground for how you would advocate for yourself. And I think like looking inside and realizing you're doing that and being conscious of it can help you become a better self-advocator. Uh, one of the things I believe they mentioned was like having a goal and kind of how you mentioned how like the outcome, like whether it's imposter syndrome or whether you're just like needing to humble yourself um, was thinking about others and how it affects others. And one thing they mentioned in the podcast that I was thinking specifically was the story about maternity leave and how I, that's a scenario I might have to face one day. And that's something I hadn't thought of that if I, if I did anything that for a company that would be like helpful and self-advocating for itself, just kind of like the maternity leave story, then that could help someone else in the future have a path to follow along. And then if that's like what the work on you need to self-advocate for yourself, then think of it in the terms of you will be able to help others by self-advocating now for a better future. And that's something that's like, that's really cool. That makes me want to self-advocate more, especially if there's a bigger cause than just myself, because then I get around my little mental workarounds of, 
do I deserve to talk about this or is this something really is important? And so it's like really cool to think about that that's a real thing that will affect other people. We've seen a lot of those stories in our, in the wise cast world of interviewing. One of our guests, Dr. Ava Lansot, in our last episode of season one, she talks about how she was able to like really impact her university simply by asking if there was a place where she could breastfeed her baby while she was at work. And it was the impact she made was phenomenal. In fact, reminds me of another case where um, a cousin of a friend who works at OU, she was able to get her entire department's pregnant uh, maternity leave policy written just by advocating and saying like, hey, this isn't going to work. Man, mothers can be so cool sometimes. We all have one. Yeah, we do. So what I, what a quote of hers that she, that really caught me by surprise because I've heard it so much was how Stephanie talks about people buying your why, which reminds me of, there's this one TED talk that I've seen. I, I had to watch it in an honors family meeting. I've had to watch it throughout like, self-improvement classes and it's about this guy who pretty much says you know there's three circles your why your how and your what and how people buy your why and that's Stephanie's strong Stephanie's words on that really reminded me of it what did you guys think about that comment I specifically remember the why circle as someone that was also in those meetings having to watch those videos and I do think it has um, merit in like selling your why, selling your reason. It's not just what are you doing or how are you doing it. It's why are you doing it. I think that um, that line was really interesting because it made me think about um, you know a lot of people like kind of like you know like selling your why of like it's very people are gonna you know they have different perspectives of their why. Um, and it also reminds me of like how when Dr. Chandra was saying about her story about how like um, when she was in graduate school and like another person um, like stole her, um, I think it was like her idea uh, for a project or something. Um, and that is definitely interesting because like for sure, like there's so many, you know, experiences that we have had probably in school that has ha happened as well. Um, and that's when, you know, self-advocacy is the most important because you can't, you know, other people can't take the credit of your work, for sure. Yeah, I was certainly glad to hear your advice on that. I was avidly listening and taking mental notes on, okay, this is advice I haven't been given before. This is useful. Mm -hmm. Something that I think should be up for debate is the concept of get more credit, volunteer, present. And it's definitely a, a true concept because, you know, the person who's talking about it, they assume that if they're talking about it, they, they know the most. But what do you guys think about that topic that she said? I think it has some merit, especially maybe in the business world where if the person that talks about it, we would be the assumed one that came up with the idea. But in my own personal experience, that's not actually always what happens. I work on a team with other junior advisors and a lot of times we'll have group brainstorms on how we're going to solve problems. And usually when we do presentations to um, our advisor for the school that kind of gives us better connections, we don't always say what our certain idea was. 
we kind of split it up so we have about an equal amount of talking and that sometimes means that someone else will say the idea of somebody else but it's usually accepted as part of the group versus oh since that one person said it that's their one person idea and it's pretty much accepted amongst our advisor and amongst us that that's not always true or like they will be sufficiently those like say like oh so and so had this idea but I'm the one presenting it because I had a bit more to add on it and so I don't think it's always true that there is credit assigned but then again I do work in academia so it could be a different sort of scenario in the business world. Can you repeat the, the line, please? The, the quote? Yes, absolutely. The quote was, or Toph, she was talking about was, the person who presents gets more credit, and she was encouraging the listeners to volunteer to present as much as they can so they can get as much credit as they can without having to, well, in the easiest way. So I think that it kind of goes both ways in the way, you know, my reasoning um, is that, yes, volunteering is so important. I think that you're going to get your ideas heard automatically. Um, you are going to be, you know, the very much person like that's going to get credit always. Um, but I think also like, I mean, I think that there could be an issue of like, okay, you know, when working on a team, the person that is volunteering, maybe that wasn't their idea. Maybe it was somebody else's on the teams. Um, but like, <clears throat> there is like, how is that like a negative connotation? Uh, but I think that overall it is positive because I mean, if you're the one speaking it, you're automatically going to get credit. I um, mean, I think that's, that's very true in the business world, um, mostly because in the business, in, in, in a business class, there's so much present presenting and like, group projects so the person that's going to be automatically leading is going to be seen as the person that's going to get credit unfortunately that makes perfect sense i realized while i was listening to that bit that we'd been dealing with one way or another whether we're the one who did most of the work in a project or we were the one who slacked off the entire time those parts of projects where you graded on your participation in the project we've been dealing with those um types of situations for a long time when it wasn't until this conversation that made me realize that you know the need for self-advocacy is isn't just in the business world it's also in the in the elementary grade schools because if they learn those now it'll be a lot easier to do that when there is significant and there is a materialistic significance in having the credit on a project whether it's getting paid more or being more likely to get the promotion, or even just, you know, building reputation within uh, a new position. Do you think now that if, like, given the chance and, like, without the agreement that everyone would grade each other equally, if you were to grade a, if you were to do a project and be told to be honest and the group did not have a prior, oh, we're going to, we're going to give each other all, like, equal participation, would you rate yourself a fair amount or would you downplay it if you were to like do a self-advocacy thing? Would you be able to do it on paper or so, report? I think if I was in high school, I would have probably just rated myself the highest and then varied throughout my, my team in self-interest, which isn't the best thing to do, trying to be honest. And but I think now that I'm in I'm in college and we have this concept of like you have to be, you know, smart and ethical because that we do learn about a lot about ethics and engineering 
Integrity. Integrity and the engineering code of ethics. It's really fun. I'm not, I don't know why that's sounding sarcastic, but I think I would probably rate myself either slightly lower or slightly higher than I actually performed. Because a part of me does want to, is selfish and wants to make myself look the best, which isn't right. And I'm, I'm working on it. And that's a really interesting question. Um, because I think that I would automatically, you know, always stay in the ranges of like six to eight. Because I always believe that, you know, there's something that you always have to, you know, continue working on. Um, it's like how <laughs> Hannah Montana says, like, nobody's perfect. So <laughs> um, definitely, I think that, um, you know, there's always something to keep on working on, something to improve. Um, and so that's where uh, the range I would always rank myself um, for self-advocacy. Well, thank you, Kristen, so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure having you, and I look forward to seeing you at school. Thank you for having me. In the meantime, I'm Liliana Hildebrand. I'm Mom Hernandez, and be on the lookout for our next episode, Career Pivots. Make sure to like and subscribe to WiseCast.